Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Hey, 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 Emily, how are you today? Hey, 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 Michelle. I tell you what. I woke up this morning jumping out of bed like it was Christmas because I was so excited. It's recording day. It's recording day again. Absolutely. Yes. yes it is. I have missed being in the studio. I've missed having our regular conversations. And I'm just glad that we like our schedules and everything is now lining up again so mm. we can do this. I agree. You know, um, it is, it feels really wonderful to be back in our original home of Shock City Studios. It feels um, really great that our lives have started stabilizing a oh little my bit. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> and we're now at a place that we can, you know, start to share with everybody a little bit more about all of the transitions that we've experienced. And of course, the many amazing people that we've met along the way that yeah. we're going to be bringing into studio over this new season. Exactly, exactly. So we're starting season seven. Congratulations. Um, and it's at our, it is our fourth year of the podcast. We can't believe it sometimes that we've been doing this for four years and we have a, a, a ton of content <laughs> out there, which hopefully was able to keep you guys a little bit occupied uh, while you were wondering what has happened to us when yeah. we sort of fell off the face of the earth. But I think that it was probably better for all of you listeners out there that we did fall off the face of the earth because if we had done an episode at all, you would have just heard me go, ah! <laughs> Life. Life. <laughs> I'm buried. I don't even know I, what to do. I can't get up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. we like our last episode we dropped in April of this year, mm. and uh, since then, I have been I have been super busy. Emily has been super busy, and we kind of just want to like talk about those things yeah. and share some of. Some of our life lessons. That's right. With it all. Yes. So, you yeah. know, of course, along with the life lessons comes delicious wine. Totally so. delicious wine. And I yeah. am very excited about what we're drinking tonight. I know. Me you too. You want to talk about yeah, it a little bit? Of course. So um, we are drinking a bottle that we picked up from our friends, of course, the wine merchant. This is uh, from Chateau Guillaume. This is from the Nîmes region. It's a 2015. And I have to say one thing. I am very excited about this wine for many reasons. Not only is it delicious, and it falls still under our $20 price point, which, by the way, given inflation and how much more difficult it is to find great French wines, I am really impressed. The other thing about this wine that I think is really special is that it's a Craig Baker selection. And Craig Baker was a wonderful man who had great vision for bringing beautiful wines to the United States. And he was a very good friend of the wine merchant, a friend of ours. And um, unfortunately, he is no longer with us. passed unexpectedly. And so it feels really special to Mm -hmm. be drinking this bottle that is one that he selected for us today. And um, it feels like we have his blessing. It does, doesn't it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So what are your notes on it, Emily? Well, we just opened this bottle. And I got to tell you, it smells so rich. It has so much depth in um, in like lots of peppery kind of rosemary notes on the nose. It's very spicy. There's a little bit of funk, a little bit of that kind Just of forest floor, yeah. you know. Um, but not not overly overly so. Maybe a little cinnamon bark even. Then on the palate, oh man, mm-hmm. mm. on the palate you get those really. Nice dark kind of blackberry notes, a little ripe plum. Um, again, I'm getting some of that nice kind of Thanksgiving herb mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, on the palate, mm. and that's just right out of the gate. I, I can't even imagine how this would taste if we let it sit mm-hmm. for you know a couple hours, which I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do it all. We don't, we don't have the patience for that. I don't have the patience for that. But I know we're thirsty. I I am so overwhelmed by the by the the nose on this. 
I know. It's I just want to like dive into it. It like it, it reminds me of like this wonderful like sw- like winter sweater kind of feel mm. to it. That's what I'm getting off the nose. I just want to like roll around in a in front of a fire. It is sweater weather. It definitely it's, it's is a sweater, a sweater weather, weather wine. wine. <laughs> sweater weather so, wine. Say, say that, that ten times <laughs> real fast. <laughs> Before you have a glass, right. and then after you have a glass, <laughs> say it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So, Michelle, yeah. what have you been up to? Well, um, I was going to say, before I tell you everything that I've been up to, kind of like what panties it brings to mind. Oh, I mean, I know I said sweater, sweater weather, weather on the nose. Yeah. But I, I think, again, goes back to, like, something very feminine um, that you want to wear – for a short period of time when you were on the the sheepskin rug in front of the Ooh. fireplace because I this is a wine that makes you want to take your panties off, I believe. I can tell you, I can practically feel that soft fur rug yes. that you're talking about. Yes. Yes, yes and some nice a cashmere wire. throw. Yeah. Oh, just really decadent and it's luxurious. It's a, a, a decadent pair of panties to match the, this wonderful glass of wine, yeah. a bottle of wine, so sorry. And I love it because it's, again, mm-hmm. we're talking under 20 bucks. I'm going to have to get a case. <laughs> I have a bit of a collecting problem right now, by the way. Well, it has yes. gotten a little out of control. But, I you know, haven't been going through it as much lately. Right. But right. I think we can fix that in pretty short order. Well, we are doing the podcast again. So <laughs> right. now, now it's tax deductible again. Right. <laughs> so you asked me what I've been doing. Yeah. And I, th- I think like the largest, the biggest thing I want to share with the audience and our listeners is that I moved. <laughs> That's a big deal. I sold deal. my house um, at, that I lived in for 23 years. I'm sure I talked about, uh, oh, you know, referenced yeah. and, you know, many times on the podcast. We even had some of our time of the months at the house. We did. We had we recorded episodes there. We had your original. We had your realtor when you were trying to sell your house the first time, right? And the second time, and the second time, <laughs> and finally the third time's the charm. But of course, listeners, you know, Michelle. Uh, I'm not one of those really fortunate people that um, got to, like, get $200,000 over asking price because as soon as I put the the sign in the yard, the interest rates went up. That's right. And I was like, well, of course. Of course that's how that's going to work. I still did fine, and I'm— I'm very happy with you know how much how much money I made, um, but it wasn't those windfalls that uh, yeah. you were reading about in the paper. Um, but yeah, it was. But it a was lot. enough to give you a fresh new start. Oh my know, gosh! Yes, with, with all the kids gone, and you know Emily, last year I I lived in the house by myself, and what was that like for you? It was it was um, it was confirming to me that I don't want to have the life that living in that house by myself would have dictated to mm-hmm. me, right? Um, the house was too big for one person. I I sat, you know, I was in the living room, I was in the kitchen, I was in my bedroom. And then I had, you know, four other bedrooms and a basement, full basement. There was just, was just too a much lot space. To take care of. A lot to take care of. And I was, I don't want to mow the lawn anymore. Right. I don't want to worry about that tree or that I need to caulk this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was, it was the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt I have not, I have not regretted the move. Mm-hmm. I did tell my son when he was pushing, you know, our dear William, we've talked about him before, but William was really encouraging me to sell the house. And I, I said to him, I was like, well, I have a very lovely home in a lovely neighborhood that I'm not going to move to something that is a less of a living standard or standard of living. And right. uh, so it was important to me to find a place that I wanted to go to uh, that was equal to or above. Right. And so we were able to find a place oh. downtown. Yeah. So I really it's changed. It's spectacular. Oh, thank You've got you. an amazing view now. <laughs> yes, yes. It's yeah. different. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted it to, to be different than my prior mm-hmm. life because I feel like if I had just simply moved to another small house in another little neighborhood, mm-hmm. I would sort of be repeating my You'd same. still have a lawn to mow. You'd mm-hmm. still have a tree to worry about. You'd still have... 
you know, windows to roofs, crack. <laughs> roofs eventually to replace, yes, exactly. all of those things. And so now I just have 1,400 square feet, two beds, two baths. I love it. Yeah. And it's cozy. And I don't have any, I have no concerns. And if our listeners go back and they look for the episode that we had Steve Smith on, mm-hmm. he is our on our B-side, he's actually, his company is the one that developed the apartment building that I live in he now. He even talked about that building He did, episode. he did. Yeah. And so it felt like I was supposed to be there. Right. And But let me tell you, Emily, moving is like getting cancer. People who you think are going to show up, don't show up. And then people who you like, wow, that's surprising they showed up. I mean, like, they're pe- you're, like friends will scatter like fleas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm older now, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, I have to move. And it was a lot. It was yeah. a lot of work. It was so much work. It's painful. I think I think it is moving is, you know, it is it's emotionally and physically draining. It's stressful. It is It is absolutely one of those things that I – I loathe the experience of. So, yeah. you know, I can absolutely appreciate the pain and struggle you went through. I 23 years in one location. And, you know, I was grew up as a military child, so I moved around a lot. But I have never been in one place for 23 years. You accumulate a lot in 23 years, too. Yes. Especially with three kids. Yes. <laughs> and none of, I mean, my children were not around. I mean, my son, William, was around to sort of help start the move mm-hmm. process. And then thank God he came home over Labor Day because we got a lot done over Labor Day. But, um, you know, I did it myself because my... Um, my older two, they live in Portland right. and, uh, I let them know that I was a little, you know, a little sad. They weren't around to help me move, but I do have to give a shout out to my friend, Tamara's son, Jeremy, who's about my son, Jacob's age, around 24 years old. Jeremy was a lifesaver. Oh, that's great. Total lifesaver. And if I don't think Jeremy listens to our podcast, <laughs> but if he if he happens to catch this episode, Jeremy, I know I've already said that I've petitioned Pope Francis to make you a saint and I'm waiting <laughs> to hear back because I would not have uh, made it. So. I'm sure he'll expedite that request. Of course he will because, yeah. you know. We have this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. All so right. that's like my big news. Like, and that's, that's that's big. That's pretty significant. Yeah. I know that you had to um, uh, do a ghost clearing in the process. Well, to uh, prepare right. your house, right? Because we haven't even shared about. I the know. fact that my house had um, had some spirits. It was one spirit, and she was very attached to me. And we cleared her earlier in the spring. And you actually have film footage of this. the orb. Yeah. Yes. I do, <laughs> and it's and I really felt like um, when I was saying goodbye to the house, I was also saying goodbye to although the although my ghost Anna has been transitioned to the you know the next the next life, she can come back and forth. She just isn't stuck any longer at my house at the house. It's not my house anymore, at the house. And um, when I my last day there. I was walking, I was sort of touching the walls, and I was like, it's okay, Anna. You can let me go. You can let now, me go. Now, was that at all hard for you to say goodbye to? I mean, oh, you've lived with Anna and your house for 23 years. Were you at all a slight mess? Oh, I was a, I was more than a slight <laughs> mess. It was, there was like the physical exhaustion, you know? Like sometimes you just like l- lose your shit because you're so tired Mm -hmm. physically um but I mean the house I really felt like the house had protected the kids and I um for so many years and was like this like only the only image I can think of in my mind is the 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 it's like it's kind of like a nursery rhyme person but she's like she's it's not old mother hubbard but it would be like oh and older woman with a big skirt and we're all like safe underneath that skirt. Oh, sure. That's kind of like the image I have about the house. It was just like, I've got you guys and you're Mm going to be okay. And I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Completely grateful. But I also knew it was time for me to go and do something that wasn't, you know, it was time. Chapter two. And I'm excited about the future. I I said to my son, William, when he was visiting um, earlier in October, I said, William, I actually can feel 
real estate in my brain freeing up. Like right oh, now. Oh, I bet. Because there's yeah. like that latent stress as a homeowner that's always there. That's <laughs> always there, right? Mm-hmm. And then it just it's just going away, going away, going away. That's so, great. Yeah. Well, and your kids are more settled and everything. So that's all. Some of those worries are not fr- on the front of your concern right now. Right. So. Yeah. So I am very happy. I, I, it's like, it's, it's just the cat and I now. Yeah. That's another sad thing that happened this summer is that we, we did have to put Bambi down and that was fucking hard. Yeah. So hard. I mean, I think, I mean, I completely and totally dehydrated myself the day she passed away (laughs) because I cried so much. Um, and I knew it was the night, I knew it was the kindest thing to do, Mm -hmm. but God. I, I can't imagine. I, I, you know, Iggy Pup over the summer also yeah. had had challenges, and so everybody knows how much Iggy Pup is my little soulmate. And so, soulmate, sorry. So, see, I get choked up just even thinking about it. Um, I'm like, let me get yeah, you some I tissue. Know. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up, you know, getting quite sick um, during a travel a trip, and. Uh, you know, basically, long story short, he was diagnosed with a rare pulmonary disease, mm. which they said if he was a human, he'd be put on a lung transplant no way. list. And so, um, obviously, that doesn't exist for dogs. And so, but if it did, oh, he'd be on I the transplant list. You know, I would. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> um, but I have, I've. You know, the the prognosis was not good, but I was very proactive in doing some research, found an amazing doctor who is a veterinarian, practices traditional medicine, but also practices Chinese medicine, like holistic, you know, herbal Mm -hmm. medicine. And um, it was really cool how it all unfolded, too, because it's near my hometown and uh, just the way that I got there just felt really meant to be. And this doctor, come to find out, was also misdiagnosed, however, with the same disease. So he felt very— Like um, him personally as a human was misdiagnosed with the disease? Exactly. Wow. So he accommodated—he didn't have— room to add a new patient for months, but he heard Iggy's story and was compassionate towards it, got us in. Iggy's been under his care now for a couple of months, and he is doing it so well. Like, he's in, his signs are improving, and so I'm very, very thankful he's you know, on the, all of these Chinese herbs. Now. Right, They're right. Doing but you were, you were like facing that whole idea of like my life without him. Well, at they some point. said days, months, you know, they yeah. actually said days, weeks, maybe months. And so that was in July. Yeah. So he is doing much, much better, thankfully, because yeah. I, you know, I was in shock and mourning for a few weeks <laughs> over the news. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm glad that I found the right care. So perfect. If anybody wants to know about this, just message and we'll sure. get you the information. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> but it's phenomenal what this doctor has done. So I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad because I, you know, losing losing a pet. Oh my gosh, is. Heartbreak. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, and I, I, you know, we lost Toby, my yappy mm-hmm. dog in uh, 2021. And that was because of a medical crisis. And then we lost um, in 2014, our dog Sparky, who was a beagle. Um, and that was also because of a medical crisis. I mean, he had so much cancer inside of his body. And part of me thinks it's because he absorbed the cancer from my body. Sure. Because he like laid there on my, you know, as we, as I would recuperate from chemotherapy, uh, Sparky would lay on me and it was like, you know, so. I've heard of animals doing that. It's so it was like they, like taking that from me. Uh, but those were, those were like crises and you had to act mm-hmm. and, and you knew that that was what happening. Choosing because you knew your knew the dog. I knew Bambi was declining. Uh, she had the degenerative myelopathy, mm. which is common in her breeds, and it isn't. It's progressive and it's not curable. What exactly is that? It is a the the 
the nerve endings, the sheathing around it like goes away and they don't have like the, they don't get the neuron impulses about the nerves in their hind legs. So they become very weak in their hind legs. Um, They might urinate or defecate, you know, and they don't know because they don't feel it. Um, And so I like, I, when I first learned about it with the vet, I was like, yeah, would you check out? Because she kind of like walks and poops like a horse these days, you know, oh, because yeah. she's not getting the the signs. And that's when he told us what it was and that it would be progressive and we just needed to monitor her quality of life. Oh, my. And it was sort of like the last six weeks before um, we put her down. She just – it was it was progressing faster. Mm-hmm. And knowing I was making the move, knowing I was going to have to walk her uh, several flights of stairs to get to the puppy relief station and, you know, mm-hmm. all of that kind of stress. Um, and she, but, you know, the, the thing about your animals is that it doesn't matter, like, how poorly they feel. They just keep trying to be there next to you. Yeah, They just come up the stairs even if it's so, so hard, they will just keep doing it. And so it was like having to having to recognize as a as a pet owner where like I'm keeping her alive because it makes me feel better. Right. But not necessarily her. So uh we ended up calling the a company called Laps of Love. And had them come out and um, do it. We, we wanted to have her at her home and not have to happen at the apartment or anything like that. And so I'll tell you, it was a, one of the hardest days. Yeah. Because it wasn't, I w- it wasn't one of these where, oh my God, it's a medical crisis. You have to act. Yeah, and then there's you're no like, question. It, yeah. it, you know, and this was like, am I, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Is this, have, am I selfish? Am I, you know, going through all of the emotions and I think that the veterinarians that come out to your home are, must also be trained as therapists mm. because most of the time she was con- confirming to myself and my son that this was right. It was the right thing to do. Um, she did say that as a veterinarian, they reserve the right to not euthanize mm-hmm. an animal if they feel that, you know, the it's not time. It's not time. Yeah. But she said that um, it was time and. Um, but she didn't give the offer, but I can come back next week. And I said, no, I, I emotionally could not handle another week of knowing that yeah, next week it's going to be happening. And, uh, you said that there was a quiz that you, yeah, there was, there was, um, it was like a quality of life quiz on their website, which really helped knowing where she fell like on, you know, oh, she's still got time. Uh, euthanasia is a, is is appropriate or like, or their whole, like you should have done this yesterday right. kind of thing. And uh, Bambi fell in the euthanasia is appropriate. I mean, she could, you know, live a few more weeks or whatever mm-hmm. it was, but it was going to be. And then like but the stress of a move on a mature, or even like, yeah, like s- the stress of selling a house yeah. and having to, you know, move, keep moving, move her away. When people came to see this house, it was hard on her too. It was hard. And then the next, the, the day after she passed, um, um, and I had rehydrated myself. I was upstairs in the and getting ready in the bathroom, and I realized how much stress I had been holding because I was waiting to hear her come up the stairs, oh. and I and I I like my body was cringing because it was so so hard. Yeah, but she would try. She would try, and then I knew, okay. It really was the right time. Yeah. You know, that stress is gone. I did not mean to make this episode all about hey, my dog and no. sadness. I mean, <laughs> these are major life changes, you know, losing a loved one and a move. I mean, these are really big deals. Everybody, put, let's get our tissues yes. out. So sorry, guys. I hope you have your your wine glass poured deep. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. I mean, so those, those are some of my huge things. But let's talk about you for a little bit. So do we want the happy stuff or the Sad stuff. I don't know. I don't know, Emily. <laughs> Let me finish this glass. <laughs> How are you feeling? Um, Where do you want to go? I, well, I'll tell you what. Let's start with a little happy mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm. and then we can go back back in time a little bit. Okay. So um, this summer has been pretty exciting, except for, of course, the Iggy Pup um, challenge. Didn't you get COVID, too? I did get COVID. Oh, man. Um, and I don't mean to make this sad, but I yeah. think like, like this is. So, yeah, I did get COVID. And I have to say it was um, much 
more challenging than I thought it would be at this stage because I'm, you know, not only vaccinated, but I'm triple boosted. Wow. And so uh, um, I just thought, you know, okay, if I get it, it'll be kind of like a lot of the people I know that it, it feels like a bad cold, you know, and I thought I can handle that. Not that I was being careless or anything. It's just, you know, I've been still very cautious and protective, but um, I've been in a couple, like I went to New York Fashion Week, which mm-hmm. was when I came back with it, which we'll talk about New York okay. Fashion okay. Week. That was okay. fun. But yeah, I was a little surprised um, at, at the challenge it was. And in talking to my doctor, this is a good note, everybody. Um he was very concerned about this particular strain of COVID. It does, for a lot of people, symptomatically feel like a cold. However, it comes back three weeks, four weeks later in the form of pneumonia. Oh, wow. So you have to be very, very careful about that. And so he proactively treated me to make sure that I didn't get the pneumonia. Okay. So okay. note, everybody, make sure if you get COVID and it's this Omicron variant that you should be really thinking about um, making sure you don't get pneumonia. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it all started, uh, with New York fashion week, which was very exciting. Uh, we were invited to come out, um, interview the Ukraine designers that were a part of New York fashion week. So, um, it was absolutely the, the level of talent that, uh, was there from Ukraine. And then the, the difficulties in which they're still working. Many of them are still on the ground working in Kyiv, um, you know, dealing with bomb threats and things like that every day. And their teams are working hard. And yet the quality of what they're producing is extraordinary. And the hope that they have and the the fierceness that they have um, it, it really was uh, very encouraging to the spirit mm-hmm. to, to talk mm-hmm. to these designers. So um, got a chance to meet them. I went to a party at Donna Karen's home, oh, really? by the way. Wow. She was out. She was sick. <laughs> by the way, I didn't but get she to meet still, her. But she still she opened her it. home. She still hosted wow. the party, but unfortunately she fell ill the, the couple days prior. Okay. So, um, does she have a nice house? It was beautiful. <laughs> it was it was a uh, a loft that on the first floor is a gallery that's a public gallery. Okay, I believe it was her husband's art studio that's been converted into a a living a, a live workspace, and so a gorgeous. Uh, Patio, large outdoor patio. Like a terrace oh kind of thing? Oh, my goodness, yeah. What did it overlook? Central Park? No, uh, it was more in the village area. Okay, okay. So um, it just feels, you know, old and old New York and intimate and lots of trees and, you know, it, it was a very cool space, very high ceilings and lots of light. Nice. And, it was neat. So I did that. Um, yeah, it was kind of like, oh, I went to some crazy, sexy fashion parties. That was cool. <laughs> of course, I got COVID. Um, <laughs> that's that's the know, price that of admission. Price. And I, I guess I would I'd do it again, you know. Um, and then, uh, so I was home for, you know, about 12 days in which I was recovering from that. Was better just enough time to travel to Paris for Paris Fashion Week. Okay, so are all the fashion weeks in the summertime? Uh, so this was fall. Oh God, um, that's right. This yeah, is, this, this is was, November. This was just oh about a month ago. Yeah, my my, I lost the summer. I, I, I lost the summer. I know. Yeah. I find even just general my my general space of time is is really shifted. You know, we've all lost a couple of years with COVID, mm-hmm. and it's what feels like it was just two years ago was really four. So right. I totally understand. But uh, yeah, we were we were in um, Paris to launch a new brand that we're you know helping to produce. Um, it's for the uh, designers Three is Four. Okay. And Three is Four, they're just wildly talented. They everything that they do has a really big vision behind it. So this particular line was created with protecting the um, sea, uh, the ocean life. So all of the prints have this ocean life kind of theme behind it. Uh, They're all these beautiful fractal designs that Mm -hmm. incorporate sacred geometry. Like everything they do is just 
very it, intentional. Yes. So the line and we're going to be talking to somebody from Three Is Four on the podcast. I that's that's we're working on it. We're anyway. working on it. Okay. We are absolutely working <laughs> on it. I th- I believe that they would be very happy to share their story with okay. us. Okay. Um. So, so we stay launched, tuned. Yes. Yeah, stay listeners. tuned on that. Um. So we launched their new line as one in Paris. And um, went to a Vogue fashion party in okay. the Marais. Wow. Now I sound like I'm bragging, don't right. I? Right, <laughs> a little bit. That's, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but you're excited about it. I mean, yeah. like, what, two years ago? Right. This wasn't happening for you. No. Three years ago, this wasn't no. happening. No. You know? Like, yeah. Like this, to me, this is, goes along the line of, or is a confirmation of, if you if you – do what you love. If you if you can make the change, if you mm. if you go after your dreams, they can you can make them happen. It's true. Yeah. You know, you know I think about you know, every year we have the vision board kind of, you <laughs> right, know, and right. I think about, you know, the the vision board that was created to start this podcast and how mm-hmm. that came into being. Mm-hmm. And of course, I had the same thing that looking back at it um, with my transition into this fashion industry has really um, materialized. Right. And so having intention around around it and around your dreams um it's very powerful so i think i'm going to put some intention behind maybe winning the next powerball oh I already, <laughs> yeah so that's the other thing we're, Two we're, billion? We're, I mean, you we're know. recording the day before the midterm elections and the night of the 1.9 mm-hmm. billion dollar powerball drawing so our next episodes will probably be like could be could from be, the Riviera. Could be very, very yeah. different. Yeah. Um, from and that, Florence. And don't we? We just have to manifest that we're we're winning the Powerball. Um, That's right. We just see it and believe it. Absolutely. It'll be absolutely. Speaking of Florence, I did get a chance to go to Florence. Okay. It was my first time in Italy. Wow. I've always wanted to go and through um, through another fashion work this was, or more yeah, personal. It was yeah. It was more like. We're in, we're in Europe. We're, we're in Europe. Let's just take a couple days yeah. at the end of the trip. Did you go and see the, Did over. you go see David? Michelangelo's I David. I didn't. I wanted to. Okay. But you know, things are still like you know, yeah. lines are long and yeah. all that stuff. And I I really didn't have that much time. And so two friends of mine who've gone to Italy in the last you know six months, both sets of them got COVID while they were there, and then they had to stay there. Yeah. And extend their trip, but be in a, in a hotel. So yeah. perhaps, well, actually, we know the fact that you didn't do what you, you know, all of these mm-hmm. things. You didn't come home with COVID or you didn't get tested with COVID. And so you're. You yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. But Florence is lovely. It was, I mean, it was, it was really wonderful. Yeah. It was more, it was fun just to kind of walk around the streets yeah. and, um, you know. Eat I good just, food, drink good wine. The streets smell like leather, which I mm-hmm. didn't anticipate, like. All of the leather work there is yeah. incredible, and then of course the Ponte Vecchio, the mm-hmm. the the Bridge of Gold. So looking at all the jewelry shops and yeah. the art, it was it was wonderful. It was a wonderful little you know day trip over just to <laughs> check out. I know, don't you love Europe? Yeah. You can just oh, take a day trip. I'll go to Italy for a day. <laughs> so um, so it's yeah, like going to Chicago for the day. It really is. Yeah. you know. Yeah. So it it was. It's well, you'll you'll come back. Pretty remarkable. You'll, you'll, visit Italy again sometime if you have a chance. Absolutely. Good. I just can't wait to go back to Paris. It was it felt fun to get my French sea legs back, you know, right, like start right. parlaying français un petit peu, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and Emily does that around town and people are like, "What?" what? <laughs> She's like, "Wait. <laughs> Come on, talk with me." Yeah. yeah. So it was it was great. So you've had a lot of travel. I have. Yeah, which is part of what's made this last year a little bit more challenging for us to get together right. and record because I have been Traveling a little bit, the world is starting to started to open up a bit more, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I do have a trip planned to India this spring. Get out! I know it's going to be crazy, and you know who's going to be on that trip? No, who? <gasps> a previous guest, Lula Mena. Wow! I is it know. again through the U.S. government um, initiative that you guys met on? It's kind of a 
Not or beyond. Really. You guys it's have kind moved of beyond. beyond. Exactly. Okay. She's received a uh, a wonderful scholarship opportunity to. I can't remember. There's an institute over there that okay. awards people that are visionary with this opportunity to come and learn and help scale their business. And so she is. She's been invited. We at work have two offices in India. So she was like, "Hey." I, Tell tell me what I need to do. And you're so like, I'll come. We'll just yeah. we'll just come. we'll just hop on a plane and join you. Have you been you. to India before? I have not. I have never been to India. I, I cannot know. wait to hear your like how what you think the about it and the yeah. experience. And you know, right now there's a there's a, a showing at the art museum with the fabrics and the fashions of India. Oh my goodness! I and did the St. Louis Art this. Museum. <gasps> yes, you okay. should definitely go check that out mm. for sure. For sure. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, it's been a little bit wow. fun on that side of things. Wow. Yeah. Why? That's, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit jealous. <laughs> well, now that you are, you know, not, not housebound. I am not um, housebound you're gonna, You can anymore. travel. I'm bet, I bet you have some travel I do have up. some travel. Well, actually, for this month of November, uh, I'm going to be traveling quite a bit, but heading out to Arizona it's for a friend's daughter's wedding. I just, uh, I just looked at- When are you going to be in Arizona? I leave Thursday. My goodness. Are you How, going to Arizona? I, I'm going to be leaving on Monday. <laughs> I leave there on Thursday and I come back on Tuesday. Oh, my God. We're going to be in Arizona at the same time. Yes, yes. Um, so I'll be in actually on Sunday night. In We're what? just now discovering this. Yes, right, right. We're going to coordinate a wine time. <laughs> in. I will be back in Tucson Sunday night. Will oh, you be in Phoenix? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll be driving back from Flagstaff. This is just Everybody, crazy. come, come yeah. join us. Yes, just I, meet us in Phoenix. Exactly. <laughs> but a friend of mine's daughter is getting married. I'm very. I'm looking forward to getting out. I'm going to spend some time at my dad's in Tucson. But I looked at I looked at my weather app because I have this dress all planned out, and I was like, oh my god, it's going to be 41 in Flagstaff. So I have to like mm. I have to pack for Tucson. Will be 80. Oh yeah. And the wedding in Flagstaff for 45, 50 degrees, and so it's tricky. It's a little tricky, but I, you know what? I'll be okay. Yeah. I'll make it. I'll survive. Um, and then I come back a few days and turn around, and I'm heading back out to Portland, Oregon for Thanksgiving with my kids out there, my brother in Seattle and his wife. um, We're going to have Thanksgiving. And my mom and her husband are flying You're not hosting all the holidays this year. I'm not. Wow. How refreshing. I'm actually taking my big cooker where I cook the the turkey to my daughter's. That's it. I said, do you want it? Because like in my new life, in my new space, I don't need to have Mm -hmm. these things that allow me to have parties for 40 or 50 people. It just doesn't work in my space. So, and that's okay. That's great. They are entering that time of their life where it fits them. And I, you know, when I moved and I sent, before I moved, we had the piano, we had the, the, the heirloom dining room table. And so I, um, and then of course there was a rocking chair that was given to my daughter when, um, when they were born. And so I said, Hey, you want this stuff? And they were like, uh, yeah. So we shipped it. That's great. We shipped it to them. And so it's like, I'm going to be bringing out more stuff because I'm actually driving to Portland with my son because it was too expensive to fly round trip. You know, domestically. It was like $2,000 to fly you know to Portland. You can fly business class from Europe for that. I mean, exactly. Like, like why would crazy. I spend it? Yeah. So yeah. we're going to, we're renting a car and we're going to drive and yeah, it'll be, it'll be a fun adventure. That's all. That, yeah. That's how I'm, that's how I'm looking at it. So yeah, I'm going to basically be gone a lot of. Are you taking your cat? No, I'm going to actually okay. send the cat to Aunt Karen's. Okay. So that I've, I, I reflected upon it. I was thinking about taking Salem. I wanted to take Salem, but then I, you know, I got the medication for anti-anxiety for the trip. But I thought, yeah. you know what, it that might just be too much. Yeah, and that and who, who is it really benefiting? Right, Me. you know, for those hours in a hotel room where you can pet your cat. Yeah, right. No, it's better for cats. It, don't like change. It was feeling so. He's going to go to. Aunt Karen's this weekend. Okay. When I'm out of town, and then um, also uh, for Thanksgiving. Okay, that'll and then be that nice. will help out because you know I am yeah. going to Sweden for a month in June. Oh my gosh! 
I'm finally doing Midsummer, and all my Swedish listeners, I'm coming! Yay! Oh my God, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to do something there. We're we'll do we'll do an episode. Maybe I'll hop over too. Oh yeah, <gasps> of course, of course you yeah. should, of course you should yeah. come over. And guess what? There another restaurant started following me on Instagram, and it's spelled K N U T restaurant. So I don't know if it's Knut or Nut or Nut. I don't know what the Swedish uh, translation is. But they started following me on Instagram. I was like, oh, nice. and they are quite attractive. Ooh. So I'm going to go have, I'm going to go, think... I'm going to go like go have lunch or dinner or lunch and dinner. That's exciting. At that restaurant and check That's it great. out. Yeah. So. Well, I am sad that I'm not going to be joining you again this year for Thanksgiving. You were so kind to host me through all of the holidays <laughs> this last year. Well, yeah. Yeah. But things have changed yeah, for you. They have. They have. Like, you know, yeah. you know. Family stuff is good. Things and... are feeling much better. Yeah. So I'm not sure that the that our, you know, that let's go down to the sad side, which okay. is a happy thing. But okay. you know, so in the last year, I did have a you know um, a, a, another life change, and that I was engaged and all of this. We yeah, talked we talked about, about you and you Ken know. on the podcast. That's right, and we did go our separate ways, and um, and it was actually. To be honest, it, it that that whole process of splitting up wasn't as sad as I think what like our day to day together was. Interesting. Now, like retrospectively looking at it, you yeah. know. So because you guys have been together what seven, eight years, right? Exactly. It's a long time. It is. It's also a long time to be engaged and not get married. You yeah. know, <laughs> maybe yeah. just a little bit of a hint there. <laughs> But, yeah. you know, I mean, there was no there was no volatile breakup. There was no animosity, nothing like that. I, you know, I think that during COVID, there were people that made it and people that didn't. I know there is. A, I have a I have a friend who prior to COVID, their relationship, she and her husband's really, they were so, they were at odds the whole, yeah. whole time. But then the COVID came. And they are stronger together. Amazing. And it was almost like COVID forced them back into the same room, to back have the at conversations. the table, to talk to each other. So I, yeah. I know to get to confirm with you, you know, they either people either succeeded out of yeah. COVID or they, or they realized didn't. this doesn't work anymore. Yeah. This isn't this isn't for me. Yeah, I, I I went away. It was my first kind of trip away and to to visit a friend. Oh, Julie, you right, remember right. Julie? We had, we had a, a time of the month with her. Yeah, that's right. And I, you know, I spent some time, and it was really just peaceful. And we had a. It was there was nothing. We didn't do anything crazy. We just you know hung out. It was calm. And it really helped me kind of put my thoughts together on, you know, I'm, I'm on this new trajectory with work. I'm enjoying what I'm doing so much. I have day-to-day joy mm-hmm. when I was gone. But then I'd come home and that joy would disappear, you know. And and then coming back from that trip, I realized that he wasn't happy either. Like, I thought, I've been gone for a week. He's going to be happy to see me. And he wasn't. <laughs> He was like, "Oh, you're oh, at the airport. Yeah. Uh, can you can you take the Metrolink? Uh, catch a cab. I'm busy, right? Right. So it just gave us the opportunity to go. Wait a minute. You know, you had a you had not, the you we had did. the conversation. We did. I, I just said like, does it, is it not at all weird to you that you're not happy and I'm <laughs> and uh, you know yeah. you should be happier. And so anyway, it ended very peacefully. We parted ways." And um, it's just made room for me to find more joy, right? Which is right. Great. Yeah. And you you spent some time, kind of like making making your home yours. Oh my god, that's been fun, right? Because prior to that, you and Ken were living there, and it yeah. was you know, and then you know you you got the home in the divorce. That's in yeah. air quotes. Um, and I have girlified it. You have girlified. I it. mean, yeah, it I have really like lovely damask wallpaper. I have. <laughs> Pink. My bedroom is pink damask wallpaper. I have a chandelier over my bed with curtains hanging down from the ceiling. I am like all you about. Have, you have put the Emily touch for I have. sure. Yeah. It's and been really how does fun. that feel? Like to really like was this was this the first time since you've moved to St. Louis, possibly post divorce, where you could make a space 
100% percent you. It is the first time ever in my life I've been able to make a space 100% mine. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. You know, and so, um, uh, you know, every little... Every little addition is something that is it, – It's there's no compromise in it. There's no like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. well, I want a white sofa, but you want a gray sofa, so let's go beige. You know, right, it's like right. it's – everything is just exactly the way I want it. And it does feel good. It feels – Feels like my home. Right. You know? Good, good, Yeah. Good. It's like, I want to burn Christmas tree smelling candles all year long. Guess what? I'm going to burn Christmas tree smelling <laughs> candles. You know? It's like if all you, the details are mine. If you want to spend $30 on, or $50 or $100, you can. You don't have to ask anybody else. Right. Because right? it's all you. It's all yours. I, I mean, I know. I mean, I know that that beautiful, independent, like, self. I Like, this is mine. Yeah. And... And I mean, I'm, we're, you know, we're not saying that you shouldn't have relationships and compromise or anything like that. That's not what we're saying here. But I mean, I think our listeners would probably, you know, identify with that, like that sense of this is me. Yeah. I mean, it's been great to be able to exercise that and really feel it. So, you know, I do, of course, um, understand but you were talking about the challenges of being a single homeowner. Oh my god, because you were hit by lightning. I was. I mean, the the house was. Yeah, oh <laughs> I wasn't. But because yeah. I mean, I think if Emily had been hit by lightning, oh we should have led with that. But yeah. no, the house was. <laughs> it was. It was that no was... small um, burst either. It blew out a whole um, a hole in my brick uh, on my you know on one of my floors and yeah. and um, you know. It went throughout the house and wiped so out you didn't burn kitchen. Your house down. Oh, I I really am, and that's what everybody like who came through the house. They're like, you know, because it basically started on the top floor and found its way down to the basement and blew up like my electrical box, yeah, and things that were directly like my security system, all of that. <sighs> that server blew up, and so like. If it had been surrounded by papers or boxes. Or wine bottles. Or, right. right. Oh. oh, my God. The explosion. <laughs> <laughs> they were, the the forensic uh, firemen would have been out there going, what really started this fire? Exactly. I think it was an excessive amount of wine hoarding. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, um, you, if you thought that you would have cried over your, losing your house, you would have really cried over losing the wine. The wine would have been, yeah, would have been yeah, the wine tough. So yeah, it was interesting. My, I have uh, two neighbors that both said the um, lightning strike not, nearly knocked them off their sofas mm. just because it shook it shook the ground. And you're lucky you weren't home. So lucky. I had I have a friend who was at her kitchen sink when the neighbor's house was, and she was getting a glass of water. It was the middle of the night, getting a glass of water when the neighbor's house was struck right by lightning. And she got electrocuted <gasps> at the sink. Oh my god! Yeah, that's so crazy. you're so lucky you weren't home. I know, and Iggy Pop wasn't home either. Right? Yeah, yeah. it was one of those things. It was again just like you got to pay attention to forces around <laughs> you. We were at work. We were gonna have um, some meetings that afternoon, so I was going to usher Iggy Pop home. I he goes to work. Yeah, right. He hangs out yeah. in his purse. I was going to usher him home in the afternoon, but the storm came through and it was too violent. I was like, "There's no way I'm one driving in this storm, two leaving Iggy Pop home alone." So, you, you know, stayed at the office. I stayed, and boom, there it was. So I'm very lucky that, yeah, you know. I just was like, okay, forces. I'm gonna let you do your thing, and yeah, we had we de- definitely had some uh, interesting weather in St. Louis this this past year. Um, mm-hmm. The flooding, uh, the the what eight inches of rain that hit, hit in two hours um, in July, which affected so many people in in our in our area. Again, I was relieved, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, a trickle of water in the basement. Thank God. But there were there were, and in May, the the street down at the end of my street was like you know three four feet of water because of so much. I mean, it was. It's again going back to um, my move. <laughs> and now that I'm up in a high rise, I yeah. don't. I don't worry. I I feel very very That's safe. That's so great. But um, yeah, it's yeah. it's been kind of crazy. 
It's a lot, isn't it? It has been a lot. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, that's what happens when it's been like, honestly, it's been like a year since we've had regular recordings together. So there's yeah. a lot to catch up on. We've yeah. had little tricklings of conversations. Right. right. So, yeah. We've, and, yeah. And we are so grateful, so grateful to all of our listeners. Especially those that have reached out and said, "Hey, are you guys Where still are recording?" You? Which, which makes me feel good. It makes both of us feel good because you're looking for an episode from us and to hear our voices and see what we have to say. And and you know, and we know that there's been so many things have happened. You know, um, politically, mm-hmm. and we did we did. I think the last time we reached out to you guys yeah. was an Instagram live on uh, the day that Roe v. Wade was overturned. Um, and we just hope that we hope that you know that we can make a difference and we'll know after tomorrow whether or not we're billionaires and or, um, and, and then we can really make a difference and then we can really make a difference for sure. But I have missed our conversations. I have, I've, I missed our, that interaction with our, our listeners. And I just want to again, say thank you for you guys not giving up on us and for waiting for us and you know and for being a part of you know the clitorally speaking community yeah for sure for sure we we do this because we enjoy spending time with each other mm-hmm. but also because we enjoy hearing from from you guys so with that being said this is november and you'll get more episodes in December because, That's right. again, we're so busy. Um, but we are actively working on filling our coffers and getting those yes. episodes done for you. And we have some great guests lined up. Super guests lined up. Yeah. So and, look, uh, so look, just watch, follow our social media. Watch for, watch for those postings. We're going to continue to bring conversations around sex positivity. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, some information from our wonderful friend and OBGYN, Dr. Mm -hmm. Becky Lee, is going to be joining us again to talk about Mm -hmm. women's sexual health, especially for all the single ladies and women over As Emily points at me, she's like, you. (laughs) All the single ladies. All the single ladies and women over 50. (laughs) Michelle, right? That's you. (laughs) She, you know, that's that's pretty much what she did. She just said, "That's you, right?" We're going to talk about right. sex for you, Michelle, because I don't worry about it. I'm in my forties, you know. I don't worry about it, but right, yeah, that's what it, that's what it's about. I mean, you know, um, here on the clearly speaking the podcast, that's what we do. We talk about sex. We 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 just open our arms to people, and and you know, there's no judgment. Mm-mm. It's no judgment zone, um, unless. Unless you're a bad person. <laughs> and then we judge. Right. And then we judge harshly. And promote it. Yeah. And then we tell people about you <laughs> if you're a bad person. But we know that our listeners aren't bad people. So if you have something that's like on your mm-hmm. mind, right, and you were like, I wish Emily and Michelle would talk about this. I wish I'd have an episode about this topic. Please feel free to send us an email at clitterallyspeakingpodcast at gmail.com. I don't even know if I remember our phone number. I, I know. It's been Eight, a while. One, two, seven, two, seven, and there's some other numbers after that. You can find it on our website. You can find it on our website, <laughs> which we are kind of – we're going to be undergoing a little a little shift on that. But it's still the same right now. But, uh, you know, send us an email. Uh, slide into our DMs That's on right. Instagram. Give us a DM. Um, Facebook, you know, all of those things. And, you know um, – we are happy to be back, and we're sorry we've been gone, but we appreciate that you guys have waited for us. That's right. We yeah. wanted to make sure that the time is right and we had good stuff to share, and boy, do we ever. We cannot wait to continue this conversation until next time. I know. We've got more to talk about, and oh this gosh. was a fabulous bottle of wine. Yes. Good choice, th- Emily. Yes. Good and choice. thank you to our friend Craig Baker for yeah. finding this one for us. Cheers. Happy Cheers. holidays or happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. Because we won't be back before then. Right. All right. Okay. Cheers. Till next time. <laughs>